Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to the Painting Pictures Podcast. My name is Gabriel Roberts, and I'm an artist and a pooper of great poopers and a cleaner of toenails and a drinker of tea. And this morning I ate basically salad for breakfast. And I don't think I've ever done that before in in my entire life. It was salad. It was leftover from last night. And it had some Israeli couscous <clears throat> mixed into it. And it was it was pretty good. It was the dressing wasn't overpowering. So I was able to eat it in the morning, which, you know, oftentimes Oftentimes it's hard to eat pungent, savory, strong-smelling things in the morning. Now, I also am, just had a nice piece of peanut butter and jelly toast, so don't get the wrong impression here that I'm some sort of health nut that eats salad for breakfast and doesn't pound down white bread smothered in butter and peanut butter and jam. Well, you've made it to this podcast. If this is your first time listening, um, just try to relax and and let it happen. Um, if this is if this is your you know if you're a repeat offender, uh, thanks for thanks for coming back and and you know the drill. You know by now, um, first thing you do is work on is think about your posture. That's how we kind of commune in this space because I'm sitting here at the desk. And I'm working on my posture, and you can be sitting where you are, or even standing. I mean, standing is way better. And you can be working on your posture, and we can connect in that fashion. That's like a that's a non-local connection right there. I'm coming to you from Paonia, Colorado, for the third week in a row. Um, I'm here at an artist residency called Elsewhere Studios, and I feel so fortunate to be here. I continue to find um, this place more and more captivating. And I know that I'm here in in the absolute peak time, which is this beautiful summertime um, where things are blooming and it doesn't get too hot, but it's warm enough to enjoy the feeling of, of sun on your skin. Does anybody not like that? Does anybody not like that feeling? sun on their skin? I mean, really? I don't think so. I think everybody likes it. I think everybody likes it. And I think everybody kind of likes summertime. Um, I hope so. I hope if, if you don't, that you find a way to start enjoying some, some sun on the old skin. And forget about all those things you've heard about sun being bad for your skin. Because they're just plain wrong. A little bit of sunshine does a body a lot of good. Anyhow, Paonia, um, I could go on. One thing that I think describes Paonia very well is that um, I have one business card sitting here on my desk. And before I left, I was running low on my business cards that I had had printed back in the day of living in San Francisco and thinking about me and my career and 
they were really a great success. I've I've found that they've done good things for me, and I'm glad I had them made. But I haven't. I don't think I've passed out a single card since I've been here, and uh, I think the reason is that the society here doesn't function so much with business cards or websites or even uh, cell phones. And this one card I have is from a gentleman that I met who um, asked, wanted to, to know if I'd be interested in working on a project with him. And so it was a perfect opportunity for me to have a business card to give to him, which I didn't, but he had a business card to give to me, which was great. And then I sent him an email the next day, like just like follow up with my contact info. Well, that was, so we met on a Wednesday evening, Friday night, I saw him at this big hippie party that I went to out in the middle of, of, uh, the plains, the, the mesas around here, um, and it was it was a wild it wasn't a wild party it was an awesome party it was it was all outdoors there was a big bonfire there was a stage set up and some musicians playing some cool art some psychedelic drugs and some some really really chill vibes and i had a great time and i ran into this guy and and talked to him and we talked about the project a little bit and um anyway the point, the pint, Junior, <laughs> the pint is I didn't need his business card. I mean, at some point, I guess it, it'll be good for us to have phone each other's f- contact info when it when it comes down to it. But generally, if something's going to happen here, it's going to happen. And I think that the more you stay in the flow and the less you concern yourself with getting people's contact info and making plans, uh, things tend to work out. So I'm really enjoying that. The other thing that characterizes Paonia and Colorado in general, I think, is marijuana. And this morning, before we get to the podcast, which I actually have a real live interview with another human being to share with you today, I want to just do a little a little real talk and talk to you about marijuana. Marijuana is a hell of a drug, all right? It's a hell of a drug, and, and it's not really a drug. It's a plant that that God gave to humans to smoke, to change their perspective, to see things differently. And I have a long and complex relationship with marijuana. It began way back in, in the days of high school when I was eager to smoke because it was forbidden. Forbidden. <laughs> Thou shalt not smoke. I mean, that was a big one. There's really, uh, I don't know what, if there's anything worse to do than that. I, I guess harder drugs, but I didn't really have access to those or maybe even interest. So I guess uh, from the beginning, I recognized it as something uh, exciting, slightly illicit, but still not in the realm of, of detrimental to, to one's health um, because I had some, some positive influences like my older brother and older sister who liked to smoke weed. And um, so I knew that it was like sort of okay, that it wouldn't kill me. And so I began. 
I began my years of of smoking and uh well it's evolved it's been it, it, the probably the most fun I've had with it was in the very early days when I was first uh experimenting with it and feeling the effects of it and seeing things differently and feeling like I was connecting to the people I was getting high with on this incredible different level that the world was suddenly totally different nothing was as it seemed and it was also really funny things were really funny like um just to watch to watch like a little bit of south park or like this one video called move your feet by junior senior if you haven't seen that video i'll, I'll post it in the comment section and you got to check it out and if you've got some some nice marijuana to smoke beforehand um, do that junior senior things like that um, music like black alicious uh, hip-hop with 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 psychedelic lyrics those sort of things I, I could go on these these trips on and um, then it, it became it evolved from that into something that was I was doing at parties instead of drinking because I thought it made me extra cool I thought it made me like extra cool. Like, no, I don't really drink. I just get high. And, and then, and then that led to me sort of splintering from <laughs> everyone else at the party, except for the people I could get to smoke with me. And then we would become our own little weird group. And and then, of course, paranoia and and, and intense self awareness set in and fear fear about what other people are thinking about you, those sort of things. And then also the the ludicrous idea or intent to not act high. Like get really high, get really high, and then act cool. <laughs> like you're not that high. And, and sort of go inward. That's what it is. It's like instead of um, – externalizing right away like all these things that are flooding your mind because it really it is like opening a floodgate if you've never smoked marijuana you gotta try it man you gotta try it because it's really wild and it does just have all these things pouring in and what i've what i've discovered and what i think makes smoking weed the most fun is is not having a feeling of self-importance. And, and you could even say not having a, uh, a rigid, controlling, fearful, uh, power-hungry ego. Because when that's, when that's in, in, the, in the driver's seat, like when you're trying to act cool because you want to maintain this persona of somebody that's in control and... Um, strong and cool, then you start thinking about all the things that that you're doing and saying and and thinking about what other people are thinking about you. And the point I think really is to to sink into to really enjoy it, to sink into the moment and allow like whatever is happening just to happen, and not think that you're so important, not think that everybody's watching you. And this party that I went to on Friday was a really good um, is a really good uh, exercise for me for that because um, 
I was dressed. I didn't like dress up, dress up, but I put on a clean pair of pants and like my one go-to blue button-down shirt that I brought. And I was like way overdressed. I was way overdressed. I stuck out like a sore thumb or so I thought, or so I thought. Um, and I didn't know a lot of people there. And, uh, after a while I got really high and I was sitting around the fire and enjoying the fire and then alternating between like enjoying the fire and then like all of a sudden feeling intensely self-conscious and that like everybody was watching me and like starting to do some weird like dance move or something and then like oh fuck like why am i doing this terrible awkward dance move like everyone's watching me and then realizing nobody was watching me (laughs) no one gave a shit what i was doing and how beautiful that was and then i was immediately able to then just go back into the moment and like appreciate this awesome bonfire that was building or listen to this cool music that these people were making um, or talk to the person next to me that that was totally just a free agent. The people at the party were sitting around. There were sort of little conglomerations, but by and large, everybody was there like in their own sovereign space, and there were no boundaries of like who you could talk to and who you couldn't talk to, that sort of thing. Well, we're getting uh, a little off track here, but... Um, I have, I've been here for, uh, three weeks, where are we, the 17th, I'm beginning week three here, and, um, after the first week and a half, I'm pretty much at the point where, um, marijuana is being offered to me on a very regular basis, because everybody smokes in Colorado, it's legal in Colorado, you can have up to six plants of your own, you can carry up to an ounce of your own weed. You can give up to an ounce of weed as a gift to other citizens. Um, people from other places other than Colorado, like myself from California, can come and smoke and um, enjoy it in private settings. It's still illegal to smoke in public. Um, you just can't take any out of the state. So there's a lot of marijuana smoking going on around here. And um, of course, I'm going to be met with this. I, I've probably thought about marijuana and my relationship to marijuana and my my habits around marijuana for i mean at least every other day maybe not that but at least a couple times a week ever since high school and a, a pinnacle experience was when i was in barcelona in the junior year of college and i lived with a couple of guys who <laughs> smoked copious amounts of marijuana. And I basically landed myself. Also, the, the person that I randomly got selected to live with in the first five weeks of the program was was the most interested in procuring and smoking marijuana of everybody in the entire group. So it's no coincidence that, of course, I get sent on this wonderful opportunity to... Um, to really make some art, to really express myself fully, to really make some exciting new connections, to really step up, as it were. Like, I feel like this is, um, I've been preceding this in sort of a holding period, and and I'm gradually gaining power and strength and 
I'm thrown into this awesome little playground of Paonia where, um, where my efforts are, are immediately reflected in the world around me. The scale is such that I have a very, I feel like I have a very strong and immediate effect on my reality. And that's what's so appealing and wonderful about this place. And so of course I'm in Colorado and I'm going to have the opportunity to smoke marijuana as much as I want to. And so it's a challenge. And for a while I've, I've had thought that the challenge was to not smoke marijuana at all. Right. The challenge was to resist temptation. And then I thought, well, I'm not really very good at making drastic, um, arbitrary decisions. Who am I to say, you know, whether or not marijuana is a part of my life. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And uh, I don't like to make drastic, like, proclamations that I'm never going to smoke again because that just that's just silly. And who do I know, who am I to know, like, who I will be in the future, etc. So recently I've felt like it's been an effort at balance and that um, perhaps that marijuana presents this, this wonderful test for me to let go of my ego and to not think that I'm so important or the things that I say are so important and allow myself to just act like a complete child, a bumbling idiot, and say silly, ridiculous things and not think twice about it. Well, be that as it may, I, I think it's still somewhere in between those two challenges for me. Um, because there are some undeniable sort of health effects of smoking marijuana. Um, of course, there are lots of positive effects and studies done on the positive effects of it and the negative effects of it. But for me personally, my body has a little bit of an inflammatory response and I get like a little bit mucusy. I get sometimes a little bit of like sinus pain around my right ear. Anybody else get that right ear sinus pain when you smoke weed? So I know that I'm not, or I think that my body is telling me <clears throat> this isn't something to be done on a regular basis. And that's really, that's really all we have to say on this, folks. Um, everything in moderation, right? Um, not to go overboard. Obviously not something that I want to be doing every day uh, or super regularly, but also something that, that is its own special challenge and not something I want to reject completely. So, there. I, I thought there was more to that, perhaps. But in the end, um, there's no complex answer. <laughs> there's no complex answer. It's really quite simple. It's, it's everything in moderation. It's exercising discernment in each moment and looking at each opportunity in each moment in each day um, as something new and and looking at it for what it is that day and in that moment and not bringing in a bunch of baggage well there's a little real talk for you i hope you enjoyed that don't forget to check out junior seniors move your feet music video Today's guest is a fellow resident here at the Elsewhere Studios. Her name is Yasmin. She's from Finland. Uh, 
She was actually born in Florida, um, but at the age of two moved to Finland. Her parents are from Finland. Uh, her parents now live in San Diego, where she lived for sort of like high school years. So I think 10 to 18, she was in San Diego. And then since then, she's been back in Finland. She lives in Helsinki, which is the capital of Finland. And she's here. Um, this is her second month at, at the Elsewhere Studios. And she's working on illustrations for children's stories that, that she's written. Or just stories. I guess they're for children. But we talk about that a little bit. Um, I hope you enjoy the, the podcast. Uh, if you have any questions for me, you can email Gabe Roberts Art at gmail.com. And the website for the podcast is Gabe Roberts Art.com. Thanks, everybody. Now, please welcome Yasmin. Thank you for uh, joining the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing today? Good. Did a little painting this morning? Mm-hmm. Elephants. Still with the elephants. Mm, right, and plants. Cool. They're coming through. You can't, uh, you don't know where the elephants are coming from? No, not really. Um, they're just traveling, like, from there, like, where they are living to their drinking place and oh back. nice so just oh, throwing cool. them walking along <laughs> going on their journeys that's neat yeah it's so do you usually have well you must have like stories in mind usually when you're yeah it's like drawing. a story i've written before mm, i wrote it like halfway and now i'm doing the stories and maybe then i'll finish did you put elephants in the story? Yeah. It's about these it's about this small man that's like uh the messenger for the elephants. So like what he does is he like like if the first like the all the elephants are like walking in a line. There's mm-hmm. like I don't know, twenty of them or something. And then the little man like if the first elephant has to say something to the last elephant, then the little man like <laughs> jumps on top of the elephants and like tells that message to everyone cool does he go uh like how small is he can he like walk on their trunks to get up to their heads yeah i think so yeah and he's like just an elephant helper yeah that'd be a pretty sweet gig well he's a small man and then he's like upset because he can't really walk very fast but he wants to see lots of places so then 
So then he goes and works for the elephants for a little bit. He gets but, to see some 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 new spots. Right. Travel yeah. a little faster. Right. Yeah, because the elephants are so big. Yeah. But then what happens is he kind of gets bored just going back and forth. And then I don't know what's gonna happen after that. Cool. The story continues. Cool. Yeah. So the elephants are not, like, random at all. You've been thinking about them. Yeah. Um, well, they are kind of random, in a sense. I just wanted to do big animals. Yeah. Did you, uh, were you into, like, going to the zoo when you were a kid? Mm, sometimes. San Diego has a great zoo. It does, Right. Yeah. I remember there were turtles there that lived, like, like hundreds. Or maybe like over a hundred. Yeah. And, and that always makes me wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to th- we think about animals that are really smart or live a really long time. Because it makes us, it reminds us that like we're not the only intelligent, conscious mm-hmm. beings here. And I've heard that like. When there comes a point when dolphins die, then the next race that's going to die is humans. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's out of that. That's sad. <laughs> dolphins are doing pretty well, though, aren't they? That's like, Better than whales, I think. I don't know. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense, though, that, um, that we're kind of pretty closely related, or like they're, I don't know. They're also really smart, and they're, they're the only animals besides us that have sex for pleasure. Really, and they communicate too. I yeah. guess more like complex things than other animals. So. Yeah. Mm. So, what do you think our chances are of survival on this planet? Um, I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't really worry about it. That's so much. good. Take one moment at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think our chances are... I think our chances are pretty good. It'd be kind of weird if... If if we were just wiped out. Mm. But it probably won't happen in our lifetimes. That's what everybody says, though, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a believer in fate. So if, like, if humans are just wiped out, then that's what's meant to be. And then that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? Do you think we have, we continue to exist somewhere? Our consciousness would continue to exist? Oh, uh, probably, yeah. Maybe on other planets. Yeah. Our soul is, like, transferred to somewhere else. Or we just get sucked back into, like, the big, the big, big consciousness, and we, like, lose our individuality. Oh, mm-hmm. I hope not. That sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, yeah, I kind of hope not, too. I'm fairly attached to my, like, personality and my, like, sense of idea of me as something specific. Yeah. Well, I guess we're all connected, but I'd like to think that we're all, like, important parts of the whole. Yeah, and, like, different parts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you're, we're in Paonia. Mm-hmm. You're, this is your second month here. Yep. <laughs> and you came from Finland. Mm-hmm. Well, via San Diego, right? Yep. 
And how do you like Paonia so far? I like it. I want to move here. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Flowers and sun and happy people. <laughs> yeah. And so you were living you live in Helsinki, mm -hmm. which is a big city. Well, I guess it's kind of big. Um it's a small big city. How about how does it compare to the size of San Diego? Uh, I think of San Diego as kind of a small big city. Well, I think there's probably at least a hundred times more people there. In Helsinki? No, in oh, San Diego. Oh, in San Diego. I oh, think okay. there's like, no, it's probably not that much, but I think there's like 500,000 people in, in Helsinki. In Helsinki. Yeah. Right, that's not super big. Mm. So what, what's like the biggest difference between Helsinki and Paonia? Mm. Well, probably... I don't know, there's a lot of gray blocks in Helsinki. Mm. Gray buildings, and... Yeah, there's a lot of nice colors here. People wear a lot of black in Helsinki. <laughs> and gray, and... Mm. Not a lot of hippies over there? Not really, no. You can't tell, you can't talk so, to someone about your horoscope or... Right. Mid-heaven in your astrological chart. Don't think you're crazy. Yeah. And I think people are a lot more open here, a lot more social. Yeah. Mm. Are people pretty into, like, their careers in, in Helsinki? I think so, yeah. That's probably what's happening in all the big cities, because there's, yeah. like, people are competing. Of course, I mean, there's a lot of jobs in big cities as well, but then... I think it just kind of accelerates, like, the competition. Yeah. So, I don't really like it there, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've done my share of city living, and I like I like cities for a little while. It's mm -hmm. fun to get, like, a boost of the energy of the city and some excitement. But after a couple of days, I'm, I'm really ready to leave, go somewhere else. So you want to move to a small city for good? I don't and know. Then... I haven't yet figured the, like, for good part. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe there won't... I mean, maybe as I get older, the, like, the time durations that I spend in one place will sort of extend. Mm -hmm. But I see lots of, like, different periods in different places. Um, I definitely don't see, like moving to a city for like another couple of years. I like the idea of having of visiting cities. I like the idea of having like a house in cool mm -hmm. cities that I can go and stay at. But you don't think you're ever going to settle down anywhere? You're always going to keep moving to another place? Uh, no, I would like to have one place that feels more mostly like home. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to have, yeah, a place... I think a relatively permanent place for like when I have kids. Um, and I imagine it being a, a rural sort of, a, more rural than than uh, urban, mm -hmm. more out in the out in the country. This is pretty sweet though. I never really imagined there were places like this, because it yeah. seems like it has a lot of the best of both worlds. Like yeah. you can walk out and go to, walk to a cafe. Yeah, it's like or rural, walking. not a lot of people, but there's still always something going on. Yeah, people you can hear some music. Yeah. yeah, you're not just like stuck out on some hillside in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. 
So it's kind of hard to argue with this, but it's like this is like the first place that I've. That's not the first place that I've visited, but it's one of the. It's very new, and like I have a, a feeling that there's a lot of other places in the country that are really cool and maybe similar, maybe totally different. Like if I couldn't even imagine this place, like what else can't I imagine and exists in the United States? You need to see it all. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, this place seems like kind of a secret. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea, and I don't think anybody. I mean, no one's really heard of Paonia. It has like a strange little bit of its own history, mm-hmm. but by and large, I mean, we know about. We seem to know about like big cities in different regions and kind of like what their culture is generally like. Maybe yeah, and we can like research it. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, well, like when I found my apartment in Oakland, it was the first place I looked at. And my friend that was helping me look was like, this place is great. Like, you should probably take this place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, it's the very first one. I can't, I can't just stay, you know, I have to look at other ones. Yeah. And I almost didn't get it because I then went and looked at other ones and every one that I looked at made this one the first one look better and better mm-hmm. so i don't know i definitely want to um i definitely would like to explore some more while i'm able but at the same time like life here seems pretty good right well i don't know i mean if something's good then i think you should just Stay here. Well, it's nice. Are you trying to get me to like get a house here, and then you can have a room no. and you can come stay? In? No, I'm not trying to do that. But it is an option. Yeah. Oh, it's nice right now. The winters would be a little bit of a challenge, for sure, for me. I think because yeah. I don't like being cold. Yeah. My feet well, get cold really easily. I think if I moved here, I think it would be an upgrade for me. Does Helsinki have tough winters? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It gets you were saying yeah. it's dark like at three in the afternoon, right? Yeah, it's gray and and the snow is like um slush? Yeah, kind of, and it's like coming like uh vertical instead of horizontal because of the wind and You mean horizontal instead of vertical? Yeah, coming right, like yeah. at you from the side. <laughs> right. Yeah, ooh. And, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be nice to be able to just, yeah, walk around. And summertime's the best. Yeah. My sandal broke on my walk home. Oh, shoot. It's so funny because I was just, like, on the walk thinking about, oh, this is great. Like, I've had these sandals forever and never really wore them. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting to wear them and, like, I'm really enjoying them. And then on the way back, it breaks. Super glue. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Mm Just glue them back together. Or tape them. (laughs) Yeah. Last option. (laughs) Yeah. A little duct tape. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about cats a little bit. What do you say? Good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) We have a little kitten friend here named Mm -hmm. Tomatoes. Yeah. And he's a tabby cat, right? Aren't orange cats called tabby cats? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. And they're like very affectionate. Right. Aggressive. For love. Aggressive for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that describes tomatoes pretty well. And you've had, you have a cat back in 
yeah. in Finland. I do. It's a little more <laughs> reserved. It's a girl cat, right? It is, yeah. It's, um, yeah, she's kind of like when you first get to know her, she's kind of more reserved. But then, in the end, she's just about the same. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, she's just a little more shy, maybe. Yeah. Does she shed as much as tomatoes? Um, probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a hard time with the all the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just have to wear colorful clothes that you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no black, black, right? No. <laughs> if you brush them, does it help? Yeah, you can vacuum them. and You can vacuum them? Yeah, some some cats actually like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever... There, oh, there's a vacuum cleaner in the closet. Maybe yeah. we should give tomatoes a... <laughs> yeah, you should <laughs> try it. A little buzz. Yeah. So what do you think, do you think cats, someone said to me, well, you know cats paint, right? Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Not as well as elephants, I don't think. Okay. With their mouth? No, with their paws. Oh. (laughs) Just like getting their paws in the paint and then like a little child. Okay. Um, What did someone say to me yesterday that cats can sense like auras or see energy really well? Mm Mm-hmm. And what else? That they're more, they have their own personality. Um, whereas dogs, like, just reflect the owner's personality. That's interesting. It is. I don't think, but I think dogs have their personality too. They might, too? like, yeah. adapt more to other people's um, personalities. Yeah. But I think that's how people are too. Some people just adapt more to others, and I guess it's like dogs are the, um, I guess, more social uh-huh. people, like if you were just to relate to people. Uh-huh. So. And cats are the crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> the neurotic ones. They're nice to have around. I'm, uh, I'm... I think repairing my relationship with tomatoes were, were friends. Yeah. But yeah. I still, um, you know, I still have my boundaries. Like, he does he ever, does he go into the bathroom with you? Yeah, sometimes. Does that bother yeah. you? Well, she wants in, and then as soon as she's in, she he, wants out. So it's like... Yeah. She just doesn't want to be, have any, like, walls anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's like he, um... Yeah, it's like the principle of it mm-hmm. to him, of like there being a boundary there, not necessarily because he wants to be in the bathroom, right. he knows but he just doesn't want that door to be closed. He's like, wants to make sure that he can get in and then get out yeah. on his terms. Yeah, he knows that it's his place because he's been here the longest. It's true, he has. we're all just visitors visiting yeah. him, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, um, I, he came into the bathroom yesterday. And I said, no. And I, like, snapped and pointed, like, to a dog, like, get out, get out. Mm-hmm. And he left. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> the cats, like, generally don't do that. Like, yeah, you don't. Yeah. So that made me happy. He's learning. He's he's a good cat. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that he has kind of, like, a double chin? I haven't. Yeah, he's got a little bit of pudge around his, yeah. uh... Yeah, his... Well, maybe his, his chin is just very small. <laughs> hmm. Well, he eats a lot of birds, so maybe he's just, like, 
getting a bit chubby. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think about that? Cats eating birds. Um, I guess it's well, nature. I think it's okay if he actually eats them, but then there's been like a few ones where he just killed them. Kills for sport. Eat them. It's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? You can't really micromanage. I mean, you could. You put bell, a bell on them, right? Yeah. To scare the birds away. Mm-hmm. That was a, that's a big problem in Sacramento is the cats killing the songbirds. Really? Yeah. Mm. Which is a bummer. There's free cats running around? Yeah. Oh. They're called feral. That's feral nice cats. <laughs> yeah, but they get like, uh, they get real, uh, real rough living outdoors, mm. you know? Yeah. They get real kind of nasty and like, kind of scary. Mm. Feral cats. Are there cat cafes in there? Are there what? Cat cafes. A cat cafe? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. No, what's that? They're in Japan a lot. There's, it's just like a cafe where there's like a ton of cats running around. <laughs> That's the concept. <laughs> That's like when I get when I get really old and um, and I don't want to paint anymore. If that ever happens, I'm gonna. Open one of those ca- cafes. Really? Yeah. And, and stock it with great cats? Yeah. And bake, <laughs> bake like, all these little pastries for the cats. <laughs> Will people bring their cats? No, there's just, I just have, like, tons of cats living there. Okay, and you feed them pastries. Right. <laughs> Will you make them wear, like, um, little, uh... You know those little netting caps that cooks wear to keep their hair from going in the food? Because <laughs> they're going to be climbing all over. I guess if you're feeding them the pastries. But I'm, I would just worry about cat hair in the, in the food. Well, I guess like if people come there to eat, then they're going to like know that it's going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> going to be ready for a... Will you make separate food for the people? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Do they have dog cafes, too? I don't know, but that would be a good idea. I think a dog cafe would be great. Because yeah. sometimes you do, if you don't have a pet. That's Maybe that's the idea. You just want to mm-hmm. go be able to go hang out with cats. Yeah. I guess Japanese people like cats, huh? They do. Koreans and Japanese. I think I would have a pretty good um, like business area there, making like, yeah. cat pictures. Trying to sell them to Japan. Right. Korea. It's a good market for Mm-hmm. For kittens. Right, gotta try that. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. The idea of like, of trying to make money with art, or trying to um, focus your art in a particular direction, maybe, or make it something marketable, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Do you, how do you feel about that right now? Is that part of what you're thinking about with mm. your art? Well, I sometimes it sometimes crosses my mind, but really, I just don't give a shit about it because <laughs> <laughs> I just do what's fun. Good, <laughs> and that's that. But it has, has gotten it? me to a place where I'm just living on unemployment aid, and yeah, it's not really like a fair situation for me to be in. I'm just living off the government, but yeah, 
But I also don't think that it's fair that, you know, creative, like people in the creative field are taken advantage of and and we don't have, like there's a, sometimes there's a need for creative people, but they're not like, there's no opportunities to make money. So you can do an internship for free or you can right. do whatever, work for free. So I think it's from the government's perspective, it's not fair for them to like, not do anything about the situation so yeah. then in a way I feel like it's okay for me to just yeah take their money and live off of that because you're you're doing something you're right. making your yeah. art I think that's fair it's not how that's designed perhaps but that makes sense yeah in a way because we need we need creative people to make things and you need people who don't who make stuff like out of their own kind of, kind of like motivation and, and yes just like with, like just to let like creativity be free without any uh like connections to money or yes. markets or because then it gets crappy yeah it's just not as good yeah yeah and i think it stays more pure you don't think about I mean, you think about the good of everyone when you're not thinking about money, so... Yeah. So, that's why I write stories where nothing bad happens <laughs> 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 to anyone. <laughs> it's just all good. That's good. Happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of story. I feel like some stories are, like, intentionally dark or twisted or depressing. Mm-hmm. I'm not really such a big fan of that. Well, I think some people have to write those if they're feeling depressed or or they're feeling like mm, yeah. not good. Then they have to, a channel to like let them let all those feelings out. So yeah, like writing or painting about it is good. But then I don't really like to like read things like that or watch things like that because it's just someone's negativity coming out. And it's yeah. good for them. It's good for the artist, but it's not good for me as a viewer right. to look at it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So does so? Do you think that then there's there's two? There could be two different sort of avenues of expression for an artist. One is like self-serving, and one is like serving humanity. Well, yeah. And, but I think those two get mixed, mostly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can ever, like, do something and not have it serve yourself. I mean, I think that's, like, the... That's, like, if you if you wouldn't be serving yourself, then you wouldn't have the motivation to do art, because sure. it, just, it just takes too much energy otherwise. So, yeah. But I think there should be a more... Some people make art just as a therapy for themselves but I think that you have to like move past that point to where you know like why why you're doing it and like what's your purpose for doing yeah and then at that point it it becomes interesting or helpful or bigger than just you right yeah I think you have to have like some sort of uh goal that's bigger than yourself yeah at least for me maybe not for everyone no, I think you're definitely right. Do you think about that like in the actual moment of making things? Mm, 
Maybe not, because I can get, like, really detailed, especially when I, like, make pictures. So you're just thinking more specifically about that, like, picture? Yeah, maybe. Maybe when I write, I think a lot more about, like, metaphors. Like, what does it mean in, like, the whole picture? Like, mm, like I always want there to be some sort of deeper meaning to all the characters and what they do. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I think a lot about that when I'm That's cool. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. That's something I've never done. The only writing I've done is, like, just, uh about me and things that have happened to me <laughs> you should try creative writing yeah because yeah, I think that like the blog you wrote that was really you write like very flowingly yeah it's easy to read thanks yeah. yeah it's a challenge I think it, similarly with the with the paintings that I'm doing is like it's one thing to uh, sort of reflect what I'm seeing or like document it in a way and then it's another thing to like create something new um and that's it's really a challenge but i think that that stuff is probably more interesting because it can have like it can have elements of things from real life Mm -hmm. and like the pictures can have things from from real life or from my memory or whatever but somehow it's more, I think it has a larger uh, percentage of, like, my uniqueness and is um, more more different than other things. Yeah, it's true. It's not like the everyday landscape. Right? Yeah, see. yeah. It's definitely from your eyes, and they all have, like, the same style. But it's hard. That takes like uh, you gotta have like good night of sleep, I think. Really? For me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you take maybe you take it too hard on yourself. Maybe like I know I have like that same issue where it's like I just take it too seriously. I just yeah. You just have to let go, and maybe every now and then spend one day just making crap. Decide that you're gonna just make absolute crap. And yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've never really been able to do that. <laughs> I made one small painting that was crap, and I've gone back and, like, worked on it more, like, three days. This one stupid the little painting. The idea is that you just leave that, like, the stuff that you yeah. do, you just leave it, like, yeah. crap, and then you throw it away. You get cheap paper and cheap paints, and oh, you just waste God. it on crappy things. I so need to do that, but I have such a hard time doing that. I really do feel that need, though, of, like, mm-hmm. I need to just have be making more stuff and like faster sloppier messier Mm -hmm. stuff yeah i think it helps just even like if you do it for like 15 minutes it's kind of like yeah some people like if they write they'll they might start out just by writing like free like you know just writing whatever consciousness yeah comes to their head and, Mm -hmm. and that helps and i think it's the same way with painting you just gotta Sometimes just let yourself do whatever you want. Yeah, get some of that out there. So what's your, uh, what would be your ideal, like, trajectory as an artist? Do you think about, like, the types of things you'd like to make or the types of galleries you'd like to show in or the types of things you'd like, like children's books that you'd like to sell or, like, or maybe, like, the, the type of studio you'd like to... Have. I think I just 
I want a simple life. I don't want to be in big galleries or anything like that. I just, I guess my dream would be to just like make children's book and then I just send them to a publisher and they send me money and yeah. then like I forget about it. I don't have to like, like go represent myself anywhere. Yeah. Then I can just like live in a small town and yeah, like maybe Peonia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Do you know um, Beatrix Potter? Uh, sounds familiar. I mean, not personally, but she wrote uh, The Velveteen Rabbit. Okay, yeah. She was in England. She was one of... There's a movie about her with Renee Zellweger. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's pretty cool. And she was like... She made a ton of money way back then when it was like very unusual for women to make money. Mm-hmm. Are there any other, uh, did you read children's books when you were a child? A little bit, yeah. Not too much. I don't really, like, I really don't know, like, that many children's writers or illustrators or, I really don't, like, I even don't know about art that much. Yeah. I just do what I do. I think that's good. (laughs) That's kind of how I am. I always feel this colossal pressure of, like... God, I really need a bone up on my art history, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, but, and look at more art. Like, I don't, I remember, so I did this, this Chautauqua School of Art, and professors would come through and give you critiques. Mm-hmm. And one of their first questions would be like, so who are you looking at right now? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'd be like, uh, I guess like the other people around me that are making art. I'm looking at their art. You could say, I'm looking at Gabriel. (laughs) I'm looking at my art. Yeah. And then they would inevitably rattle rattle off, like, five or six artists that I needed to check out. Yeah. And I I would write down their names. Oh, uh uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then, like, never look them up. (laughs) I have gotten into, like, I really have enjoyed looking at Matisse. And, like, I bu- I've bought a couple of, like, Matisse books and Van Gogh books. And I do enjoy, like, a good kind of sit down and look at paintings. I think it's exciting. But um, there's also the theory of, like, of not polluting your mind. With, not that that's pollution, or, but just not filling your mind with other ideas. Yeah, I think that's true to a point. Because often, I think, like, the ones that really inspire you, they, they'll come to you. Like, those pictures and those artists will come to you and you'll mm. notice them. I don't think you have to, like, consciously go looking for them. Yeah. Because if you do that, also, I think a lot of times it just... You start relating yourself to other artists and you start feeling bad. Because <laughs> at least I start feeling bad because I'm not as good as them. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's not motivating anymore. Yeah. So... Yeah. I just look at the ones that really inspire me. And the ones that sort of come to you mm-hmm. through different channels. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm along those lines as well. I've talked about that before, that I don't really think of myself as much of a seeker. That generally, like, books or news or ideas sort of come to me through other people. And then I just use them if I want to. But mm-hmm. I don't really, like, go out looking for things. Right, I don't think you need to. I think that the universe will bring you everything that you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you really believe that? Yes. Good, (laughs) I do too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a a big one. Because 
it's easy to, I mean, I definitely have thought about, like, how am I going to make money? And, like, thought about trying to sell paintings and thought of, you know, just all kinds of thoughts about how much gas is and how much rent is and how much food is and, like, all this stuff. And uh, I've, I'm fortunate that I've never been, like, up against a hard place. Like, I've always had support if I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been trying to expand my uh, feeling around, like, abundance and... Um, that that it doesn't that I don't have to figure it out like I don't have to figure out how it's going to happen but that it can happen and that the more I feel like grateful for what I have and the more I feel deserving of like abundance right. the more it'll come but it's very difficult it is difficult it's difficult not to worry and not to like reflect all your negative thoughts into the future because yeah. I think that often, like, whatever you reflect out of you is, like, self-fulfilling. Yeah. So, you just gotta keep remembering to just think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and, ex- like, expand, I think, ex- expand your idea of, like, what is what is possible. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and not, like, get bogged down in... The details of like step by step how how you're gonna get there. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're doing well, I think. Well, I try to, but I I do find myself like a lot spiraling down like negative ideas. Like before I came here, I was like so nervous. Like I thought that, you know, the plane's gonna crash or. Yeah. Uh, the the plane company is going to go bankrupt and then we can't fly them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And elsewhere doesn't exist. Yep, yeah, that definitely crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was relieved when I, when I saw it was here. Right. It looked just like the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, should we take a quick break? Sure. Okay. Here's something that bothers me. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it should. I don't think it matters if it should or shouldn't. This is just something that bothers me. The bugs around here. Specifically, behind Elsewhere Studios, living in this very large tree, are these tiny little... They're not that small. They're just an average-sized bug. Probably about a quarter of an inch in length to varying to perhaps a half inch. They're black. They have orange on their backs. They're... Somewhere in between like an ant and a beetle. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about bugs. But these little buggers crawl all over you. You sit down for two minutes and you're going to have five bugs on you. And 
I don't understand the motivation behind what these bugs are doing, and I don't think they do either. I think what's going through their little bug brains is, ooh, what's this? This is new. What is th- what's this? This is new. Let's, cl- let's crawl on it. Let's crawl on it. This is new. What's this? Let's crawl on it. Let's just crawl all over this. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to kill me. I don't know if it's going to eat me. I don't know if it's going to have food for me. I just don't know what it is, so I'm just going to crawl all over it. That's the bug strategy. When in doubt, just crawl all over it. And then I'm sitting there, and it's a question of how lazy I am, whether or not I kill the things. If I'm feeling lazy, I just say, I flick it, and it probably kills it. Or if they're really tiny, have you ever seen those tiny, tiny, tiny little, like, baby little fly things that somehow land on your arm, and they get trapped in the hair on your arm, and they're struggling, they're like on your skin and then they're like falling back over and like trying to haul themselves up the strands of your hair to the surface and then so they can fly away and how pathetic are these little things that you can't even like the effort it takes to get this thing off of you without killing it is significant it's very significant and so you have to be dedicated to the life of this little bug for whatever you're doing say you're sitting down trying to enjoy your meal and eating you've got to stop that just put that down forget about that for a moment and focus all of your attention on this teeny tiny little bug and say bug i'm gonna save your life and you have to get a tool like a pencil for instance to give it a little something to crawl on to get out of your hairs at which point you can lift it up and set it down and sometimes i just don't have the patience for that i'm trying to eat my meal and so i just kill it i just i just pinch it kill it flick it does that make me a bad person i don't know but i feel terrible i feel terrible about it the other night i was um preparing to eat my salad and i was washing the salad leaves And what did I find? I found a bug and I went to take it outside and it was an earwig. And I thought, wait a second, earwigs are evil bugs. (laughs) I'm going to kill this one. And I literally, I decided, I determined that I was going to kill this bug. And so I could have grabbed it and pinched it, but then it might have bit me. So I threw it into the sink. I took the lid of a pan and I, I, I pummeled it. <laughs> I pummeled it to death. I took the edge of this big metal lid, and I just, I started hitting the hitting the bug in the copper sink, and I smacked it. And it, of course, then as soon as you start this process, you're in this terrible, inexorable. I mean, there's no way out of it. You have to finish the job and kill the bug. And of course, bugs are hard to kill. And it was like under a little bit of water. The sink was a little uneven. I don't know what I was doing using the edge of a lid, but it had like a rim to it. So I couldn't tell if I was actually hitting the bug. And I was just sort of haphazardly smashing it. And then it rolled over on its back and it was still shaking. You know, when you you hit a bug and then you look at it and it's still moving. And then you hit it again and you look at it and it's still moving. And so I go from 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 cleaning out washing salad leaves from the local community garden, you know? Just cl- cleaning some salad leaves. 
to this psycho killer that is smashing repeatedly this earwig until finally I had to really like turn the can- ha- lid all the way on its side and like sever the bone and cut it in half. Next time I think I'm just going to throw it outside. I don't think if a bug ain't going to kill easily, I don't really want to kill it unless it's like a serious threat. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of bugs around here that like to crawl on you, and they just demand your attention. I guess the other option is you can uh, resign yourself to having bugs crawling all over you and relax and then just be carrying bugs all over you. Resign yourself to having bugs in your room all the time because they just, they're going to find their way in no matter what and um, just be like a bug person. It was yesterday. Yesterday morning, I woke up to a buzzing, buzzing noise, mm-hmm. and it was, it was a yellow jacket. What is that? And it's a wasp. It's like the big bug that looks like a bee, but it's like bright yellow. Okay. And they're pretty scary because I think they bite, and I don't know really what the difference is between it wasp and a bee, but I think this was a wasp. So he's buzzing around, and I I was, like, kind of s- sleeping in a little bit and just, like, mm-hmm. trying to go back to sleep. And then I woke up, and it was crawling on my arm, like, right next to my face. It was, like, walking up my arm. I was like, okay, okay, all right, okay. I finally got him out. It took me a while, but then he was buzzing up against that window, and I, like, took the screen out and, like, shepherded him out. And then I went into the main house, and there was another yellow jacket buzzing around. I've been been dealing with a lot of bugs around here. Mm -hmm. And there's a tiny... There's a tiny little um, black ones that have orange on them. Oh, yeah. There's, like, thousands of those around here. I think they come from that tree. Mm-hmm. Because so, I haven't seen them in the main house. Mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get the bugs. And then they just they start crawling up your leg. Um, and you knock them off and they come right back and start crawling up again. And I guess they just like... It's the idea. Like the ants crawling on my easel the other day. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't know what this is. Let's just... It's different... Smells Boring. different. Let's yeah. just crawl all over it. Might be good. <laughs> something something <laughs> might come of it. Well, you gotta try new things in life. You do. These mango chips are really good. Thank you. Do you have paper? What kind of paper? Do you see my hands up? Um, oh, here's a rag. If that'll work. Mm-hmm. Might have paint on it somewhere, but maybe not. No, it's clean. That's organic cotton right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding around. <laughs> no, but I made it into a painting rag. Okay. But it's not very good because it's actually <laughs> kind of porous. Yeah. So, like, sometimes I, I, 
I wipe, mm -hmm. and it doesn't. Um, it, it comes through to the other side. Mm. But you know, it wasn't doing me any good as a t-shirt. Did you need any gloves? Any vanilla? Not yet. I'm probably gonna go this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Make some returns. Yeah, I realize that I really I need the dexterity of the of the gloves. Mm -hmm. We're recording, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought these big, there they are, big stupid black rubber gloves yesterday because I thought that I was going to be ecologically responsible and not buy disposable gloves. But then I put them on when I got home and I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to paint in these. I won't be able to open the tubes of paint. I'll get frustrated and I'll look like an idiot or like a serial killer. Not that that matters so much. <laughs> I did kind of like the idea of being able to take them off easily. Yeah. Rubber gloves get a little sweaty, and then they're, like, really hard to take off. So if someone comes by and they, like, want to shake your hand, mm -hmm. you really just have to give them the fist bump. Right. That's or spend a while, like, <laughs> taking off each finger mm -hmm. and extending a sweaty hand. It's no good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're painting with acrylic, right? Yeah. But I use it like watercolor sometimes. Mm. Have you ever painted with oil? Yeah, I have. Mm. That's what I started out with. Like, mm. like I originally like got interested in painting because my mom bought me this oil color set for Christmas when I was eleven. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you in San Diego then? Mm-hmm. So what? made you move you've been in Finland eight years now? Uh, yeah, eight years well, I lived there before we moved to San Diego so I was born in Florida then when I was two we moved to Finland mm -hmm. I lived there for eight years and then eight years in San Diego and now eight years in Finland again so what made you move from did you go to college in Finland? is that what made you move from San Diego to Finland? Yeah, well, that was a big reason, because, like, in Finland, we don't have any tuition fees, mm -hmm. and, like, students get money from the government to, like, help right. them, help them, like, not have to work so much while they're studying. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's good, like, the education there is pretty good, too. So. Cool. Mm. But you let your parents stay in San Diego? Mm-hmm. They're still there. <laughs> You went, did you have, do you have other family in Finland? Yeah, like, mo like there's no one else here living in the States, mm -hmm. so just my parents. And so most everyone else is in Finland. And was this your first time back to the United States since then? Um, well, no, I was here um, maybe like a year after I moved. I was here for Christmas, and then I was here... A year ago, and so this is the third time. Hmm. Yeah. What a good solid chunk of just Finland. Yeah, pretty much. What about what? What countries are around Finland? Where do you go? Like travel other places up there? Yeah, well, we're next to Russia, okay, and Sweden, and then like below is Estonia. Hmm. Above is Norway. Nice. Yeah. Nice part of the world I'm not familiar with at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. 
it seems pretty sweet. Hey, that's, it's really nice, especially in the summer. Yeah. It's, that's like when it's pretty perfect. Yeah. Good weather, lots of sun. Yeah. So you had a mega astrology reading the other day, right? I did, yeah. Four hours. Four hours. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. And just you and the lady for four hours? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. she just marching through, like, all different charts and, like... Or was it, like, a conversation, or was it, like, yeah, a... Yeah, it was, well, it was, like, a conversation with her talking most of the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she went through, like, like, what my life purpose is, like, what, what things I'm supposed to, like, um, kind of be finding out in my lifetime, and mm. what have, what I've been doing in my past lives, and... Wow. And then things, like... I have to be careful about, like, mm-hmm. worrying, for example. Really? Did she yeah. say that? She said that, that I have to, like, not worry and just live in the moment. That's good advice. And How did it mm-hmm. seem, did most of what she said resonate with you? Yeah. I don't think she said anything that I, that would be, like, not true. Or wow. Like, that I didn't feel like, yeah. Wow. That sounds awesome. It was pretty crazy. Wow. So can you tell me what your life purpose is? Well, she said that, like, my past lives have been really uh, structured and kind of religious. And mm. and I've been kind of more like... Um, well, I've had like these traditions where I just like serve others. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I'll, maybe I was like a wife who was just like serving mm-hmm. her husband or something like this. And in this li- in this lifetime, I I'm going like from this structured and detail oriented way of living to like a more intuitive and spiritual mm, and holistic approach. Yeah, and that's um, sounds great yeah <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you want that um yeah well I think like even with just like my art I feel like that's always like the challenge that's been for me it's just to like like forget about all the detail and forget about like that it has to look real and and, and stuff like that and then getting yep. to like just being able to make like free like just free your creativity and just yeah do that so so like what what we learned in our past lives comes naturally to us and it's Mm. like a challenge to break away from Mm. that Mm -hmm. that makes sense that sounds pretty awesome i could go for one of those i think yeah and the um lady that was here before you in the Mm -hmm. gingerbread house she actually told me about her and she was really happy and she said that like everything that she said really was like true for her as well so I think you should do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. or I'll just take some mushrooms I heard that <laughs> that can help too to remember past lives or, or to give you a sense of your like well actually I'm thinking more of ayahuasca which I haven't done either oh what's that that's the South American drug okay it's uh administered by shamans and it makes you really sick and it lasts for it sounds pretty intense it goes on for like 24 hours or something oh is that where the like senses become like 
Andrew mingled. Like you start seeing uh, like noises or like. Oh, I don't know. I haven't heard it described that way. It could be. Hmm. I've heard that you're often visited by this very specific spirit that is Mother Ayahuasca. Okay. And that it, it basically removes all layers of like your ego and like your own ideas about what is happening in life or what you should be doing mm-hmm. and puts you face to face with like the truth of who you are. Sounds pretty intense. Yeah, sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but I think probably people have like a way to do that without drugs as well. Mm-hmm. If you really, I guess, if you wanted to mm-hmm. somehow achieve that. Mm-hmm. So what's the what what's what's the end game? What's the end game here? Say everybody aligns themselves with their true calling and higher purpose, mm-hmm. and say we achieve peace on Earth. What then? I don't know. Maybe it's just that we go through all these lifetimes to become a fully realized human. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we um, go to another planet. And like start over (laughs) or something? Yeah, it's like... um, It's like season one. And like Mm -hmm. all the lifetimes are like episodes in that season. And Mm -hmm. then we go on to season two. Mm -hmm. And then start with episode one again. Doesn't this feel like, like the final season though? For me, it does. It does? I guess. It kind of does for me, too. Hmm. Which is weird. But the astrologer actually told me that that's, um, because my midheaven was in Pisces, that that's like the last kind of sign in the zodiac. Uh-huh. And so then this would be my last life. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know if I want to believe that. <laughs> That's pretty heavy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm ready to go on to the next Good season. thing you're pretty young still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. This is your last life, maybe, of this... Of this earth. Or, I don't know. Right. Well, I was going to ask her about that. Like, she said, like, my last step to become a fully realized human, and then... She, she started talking about other stuff and I never had a chance to ask her like what she meant by that yeah oh. right I think I I think there is something to the idea of um, gradually remembering sort of who you are as you go through your life mm-hmm. and then um, and that maybe that that progression actually i don't know takes place over multiple lifetimes that you could you could still sort of be learning and like getting closer as you march through lifetimes getting more realized is that sort of the idea that she was Mm. putting out or more that it was just in this one lifetime that you go kind of all the way to understanding well i i don't really know but I guess it would make sense. I mean, I guess the end point would just be to be like, uh, she was talking about like raising my vibration uh-huh. to to be able to communicate with another consciousness that Ooh. she said that in my lifetime 
I'm going to have like some experiences like that. Ooh. So, but I guess that's like, I guess that's the end goal and it's just those things, but I don't know what they are, so I can't. But say. like more, <laughs> aw more awareness, right? Maybe, yeah. That seems like something to work towards or to strive for is to know more of uh, what what this is and who I am and who I have been mm -hmm. and like the universe and like other planets and other alien races and mm -hmm. that'd be I guess that would be pretty great. I guess if you understood it all, then you would be able to have like unlimited compassion and love for others. Like if you yeah. know, like I think if you understand like why some people, well, like why some people are doing like bad things toward you, that you know it all comes from their own bad experiences, and like when you understand like the whole picture and realize what everything is, you can just kind of see it as as you know not all the negative energy is not coming towards you, and then you can like. Uh, kind of get past that and like give like unlimited compassion and love to everyone even if they're like being bad yeah no matter what themselves. little games are being played on yeah. on this level so I guess that's the ultimate goal <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's I think that's something to something to work towards do you think people um, do you think people get tastes of that awareness and like uh, turn away from it or like intentionally bury themselves deeper in in what's happening here in like small things or like intentionally try to forget like what they know as opposed to like the idea of, of, of maybe seeking like more awareness do you think like that some people kind of get a little ways and then they're just like oh I really Right, because I they're like uncertain of what it is, or yeah, or it's just or, too much. Yeah, probably, but I think you know that happens for a reason that they're not ready for it yet, and then they'll yeah, you know, they'll realize or they'll they'll you know uh, take it in when they're ready. So yeah, I guess it's okay. Right, it's gotta be. It's gotta be on your own timing. Yeah. Do you think we'll be able to make totally new kind of art? <laughs> In what sense? Like, say something that transcends, like, a physical object. Um, or, like, could be that you could make it in, like, uh, sort of, like, in the collective consciousness. So then people could see it, like, all over the world. I mean, I guess the, it's sim would be similar to, like, posting something online and everyone could look at it. But do you think um, we'll be able to do that, like, without the internet? Oh, you're talking about, you mean, like... I don't know uh, what I'm communicating, talking about. <laughs> communicating visuals through, like, our minds? Or? Sure, visuals or experiences or... Like, do you think that there's just going to be, like, totally different shit happening in our lifetimes? is like will make paintings seem like really silly mm, yeah sure why not it could be, <laughs> it could be possible and mm, well 
there's this one guy. Have you have you read this um, author who wrote the Fractal Time? Have mm -hmm. you heard about that? So I've he's heard of fractals, about, but I don't know if I know about that. Well, he's talking about like how these fractal patterns appear in our time as well. So there was a twenty six thousand cycle that ended in two thousand twelve, I mm -hmm. think, and and then another one like be just begun. So he's talking about like events being really intensely intense and close together like right before and after 2012 mm. and if you think that it's been like 26,000 years since like um the beginning of that last yeah, cycle then you know there's going to be a long time when when things are still going to be intense and changing and so that kind of change would maybe allow things like that to happen yeah that's a pretty cool idea 6,000 years is really, really, really long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's how much, how much do you want to think about these sort of things is the question. You know? Yeah, they're fun to think about, but in the end you just kind of do what, what you do. <laughs> what you gotta gotta do just <laughs> yeah. what's fun. Yeah. Just give it fun. Just do that. <laughs> It's a good perspective. Do you feel like, uh, what about like not fun stuff like darkness and evil? And uh, do you feel like it's important to to look at that stuff, or do you feel it at all? Like I, I generally feel like I'm cruising along in a pretty sweet little slice of reality that's like I'm very safe and like I guess sometimes I feel like um I'm like that I don't I don't want to separate myself because I know there is a lot of like dark things happening on the planet and so I don't necessarily want to seek them out but I want to like sort of somehow keep an awareness of that stuff in my consciousness somewhere you know I'm wondering if you, uh, do you feel that too? Um, yeah, I think, I think we're pretty, um, separated from all the dark things in life. Yeah, I feel that way too. I guess I don't really think about it a lot. I guess, like, the only thing I could do is, like, just send love for them. Yeah, just, that's true. I guess it's, could help <laughs> it definitely can like i don't know I, I, I don't think it would help for me to like send money to them it might be might be spent in in getting food for someone who's hungry or right but i think the best thing is just to like send love for them i think you're right i think that yeah all that's all the dark things that are happening are not reasons to not enjoy life we have it's pretty light Right. And it's maybe more of a reason to like experience it and enjoy it and appreciate it, and then yeah. like send out those vibes. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's all we can do. Like, those things will change when it's time for them to change. Like, uh, and all we can do is just try to think positive thoughts and live live happy and reflect good things rather than yeah. just like it really sad about what's happening yeah 
Because you could. If you read yeah. news every day, you could get yeah. pretty down on things if you wanted to. Um, so you like Paonia. Mm-hmm. What about the U.S., though? Do you feel like... I mean, it seems like Finland has has their shit together pretty well. Yeah. Their economy is, like, <laughs> relatively stable. Yeah. There's not a lot of corruption. Well, or is I there? guess there is some corruption everywhere, but yeah. maybe not as much. Because um, yeah. the U.S. is pretty messed up. Well, it is. I mean, there's too much capitalist forces controlling everything and yeah. and things like that. And I actually never, like, when I was living in San Diego, it, I never liked it there. Hmm. And I always thought that it was just because I didn't like living in the States. Mm-hmm. But then I'm glad I came here because, like, it's really changed, like, the way I look, look at Yeah, good. The whole country, like, it's not the same everywhere. And yeah. Mm. It's kind of incredible that this place is, seems to be working. Like, I don't really know, like, I, I guess I haven't talked to a whole lot of people that are, like, living here and raising families and, like, what are they doing for work or whatever, but... I mean, the place is very safe, it's like crime-free, mm-hmm. and the businesses seem to be doing okay, yeah. and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it, and I think a lot of people here just live very independent lives, like, I, I would imagine that, you know, they might have, like, online businesses or something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. I guess what I wonder is, like, could this, is this, like, working? Like, could this keep working? And could this work in, like, other places, too? Yeah, why not? I mean, even if Peony ran out of money, they're still going to have their food, because everyone grows something. Everyone grows their so. own food. What's, what is there to lose? Yeah. <laughs> still going to keep living. Do people grow gardens in, in Finland? Well, it's cold there. It's, like, nothing really grows Except in the summer, maybe we grow mm-hmm. some herbs in our, <laughs> in our little... So you guys have to import a lot of food? Yeah, we have like potatoes and mm. blueberries. Okay, <laughs> oh yeah, you said the forests are, have like tons of blueberries, yeah. right? Yeah, and mushrooms and um, lingonberries. And what berries? Lingonberries. Lingonberries. Like that's a red, kind of really uh, bitter... Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, a lot more grows here. California, even more, is like, grow things all the time. Yeah. I don't think you need really anything else. You just grow your own food and build your own buildings and. Yeah, what else do you need? What else do you need? It's just the people that decide to live in, like, Alaska and. Finland. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's tough, mm-hmm. but I guess I guess we need people up in those places too. And people, I mean, people have lived there, obviously, right? Like, yeah, natives and stuff. Right, but it doesn't really make any sense. Like, you <laughs> could be like living somewhere warm. <laughs> I know, I don't get it. But I haven't been. I haven't really been, so I yeah. can't really say. Maybe some people it just to- it really suits them. I don't know who it suits. <laughs> Um, let me see if there's anything else 
talk about. I think that I think that covers it pretty well. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, what about kids? Are you gonna have kids? Kids? No, I just want cats and dogs. Really? Yeah. I want a I want a cat family and then a chow chow family. Chow chow is a kind of dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, get a pair and have them have babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's sort of like having children. Well, yeah, it's better because they're free. <laughs> good, good on you. Um, what else? Um, well, I guess that's it. Any, 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 like, any last words, words of advice for the listeners? <laughs> Thing and have fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well said. Thank you very much, Yasmin. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> Señores y señoras, aquí estamos en el final del episodio. Gracias por escuchar. Si tengas alguna pregunta, algún pregunta, por favor, mándame un email a gaberobertsart at gmail.com. Thank you to Yasmin for her time and her thoughts. I'm going to play a song now as best I can. This is by Andrew Bird. It's called Master Fade. Well, you sure didn't look like you were having any fun. With that heavy metal gaze they'll have to measure in tons And when you look up at the sky All you see are zeros And all you see are zeros and ones You took my hand and led me down To watch your Cupid doll parade We let the kittens lick our hair And drank our chalky lemonade it's not that I just didn't care, I must admit I was afraid And I'm awfully glad my fingers resting Gently on the master fade Master fade I could have played along Master fade Oh, I could have played Mahjong But it just takes too long And I just can't remember which way the east wind blows does it matter if we're all matter? What's it matter? Does it matter if we're all matter when we're done? When the sky is full of zeros and ones. I saw you standing all alone in the electrostatic rain. I thought at last I'd found a situation. You can't explain with GPS, you know it's all just a matter of degrees. Your happiness won't find you underneath that canopy of trees. And if the green grass is six, the soybeans are seven, June bugs are eight, the weeds and thistles are eleven. And if the ones just hold their place, zeros make a smiley face when they come floating down from the heavens.
You took my hand and led me down to watch a papillon parade. We let the kittens lick our hair and drank our chalky lemonade. You squeezed my hand and told me softly that I shouldn't be afraid. Cause all the while your fingers resting gently on the master fade. Master fade, I could have played along. Master fade, oh no, I could have played mahjong, but it just takes too long. And who the hell can remember which way the east wind blows when you're lying on the ground staring up at an inverted compass? I mean, Christ, who knows?